Well, hi there, and thank you for checking out another episode of Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, July 24th, 2022, in which we'll be celebrating the feast of St. Mary Magdalene. St. Mary Magdalene's feast day is normally celebrated on July 22nd. However, in our parish, we have a custom of transferring it to the closest Sunday, so we can all celebrate together. Let's begin with a reading from John's Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went towards the tomb. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She replied, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, Tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of Christ May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but every generation has its own slang and its own way of expressing itself. In the 50s and 60s, it was fashionable for young people to be groovy. When I was growing up, the same concept was called being cool. Then it was rad for a little while. Now it's lit or Gucci. The language has changed, but the concept remains the same. Similarly, when I was younger, one person would tell another, I hear you, or I get you, to convey that they understood what the other person was trying to say. It was a way of trying to identify a shared experience. Nowadays, people seem to talk about being seen, to indicate that one person truly sees who another person is at their core. Either way, it's a kind of shorthand for communicating the concept that one person genuinely understands another person in an authentic and meaningful way. It's a way of recognizing that two people share a common understanding of life and of each other. It's language about establishing and maintaining an authentic connection between two people. This idea of being seen 
came to mind as I prepared for today. For many of us, our gospel reading for today is quite familiar, particularly heard around Easter. We see Mary Magdalene attending Jesus' tomb to anoint his body with burial spices. As she approaches, she realizes that something is amiss and that the tomb is laying wide open. Two angels confirm what she had already figured out, that Jesus is no longer where the disciples had left him. That's when it happens. She has an encounter with someone who she mistakes for the gardener. When the man called her by name, she quickly recognized him as the walking, talking, resurrected Jesus. It's ironic, isn't it? She had been the one searching for Jesus, but in a twist, it's Mary who winds up being seen by Jesus. There was something in the way that he spoke her name that opened her up to the reality of who she was speaking to. I would like us to spend some time considering that moment that Jesus and Mary shared. Jesus spoke Mary's name, and in that instant, I can imagine time slowing down, Mary's eyes opening wide, and the proverbial penny dropping. There must have been something in Jesus' tone of voice that communicated that he knew Mary, even if she had yet to recognize him. It's as though he was able to speak down to the very core of Mary's being with a single word. By simply speaking Mary's name, Jesus gave voice to a profound connection that existed between the two. And that's what triggered Mary's recognition of her beloved teacher. As always, we are invited to consider what relevance this story has for us today. Both our text from John's Gospel, as well as our reading from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, underscores the importance of relationship both with God and with other people. Today's excerpt from John's Gospel gives us insight into the relationship between Mary Magdalene and Jesus. As Mary made her way to Jesus' tomb, she was expecting to perform one last act of devotion as she anointed his body with burial spices. We hear echoes of her confusion and grief as she finds his tomb unexpectedly empty. Jesus mirrored all of these things to Mary as he appeared to her in the garden, gently calling her by name. Even as teacher and disciple, the two shared a close bond. That closeness and intimacy with God is a bond that you and I can still share today. It's the work of God's Spirit speaking compassion and truth into our lives, drawing us closer to God and helping us to be transformed into God's image. But we also have Paul's letter to the Christians in Corinth. Let's not forget that the church in Corinth was tragically fractured and prone to argument. Yet Paul is still able to write to them, teaching them not to regard others from a human perspective, but to learn to see each other as made in the image of God even if that image has become broken or tarnished in some way. In essence, Paul is trying to teach his readers to see and to treat others as God sees them. Having said that, it's fair to ask, how does God see humanity? 
One of the major themes throughout the Bible depicts God seeking out humanity in order to nurture and restore a relationship with us. One of my favorite examples of this occurs shortly after Adam and Eve had experienced a break in their relationship with God. The author of the book of Genesis describes God walking in the cool of the evening, calling out to Adam and Eve so as to restore their relationship. That theme of God seeking restoration with humanity echoes through the words of the prophets. It culminates in God's word taking on human form and walking amidst us in the person of Jesus Christ. And finally, we read about Jesus teaching his disciples to follow God's example and nurture deep, compassionate, and meaningful relationships with other people. Where necessary, we work to bring healing to our relationships wherever and whenever possible. But this is not simply about seeking forgiveness and restoration to broken relationships. It's also about fostering things like trust, compassion, and authenticity so that relationships grow deep and strong, hopefully preventing brokenness and minimizing the need for restoration in the first place. It becomes increasingly clear that the relationship that we see between Jesus and Mary Magdalene serves as a kind of role model, not just for our relationship with God. If we take Paul's advice at face value and learn to see others as Christ sees them, then the relationship between Jesus and Mary Magdalene can also be seen as a template for authentic, compassionate relationships with other people. It's not easy, and in fact, it takes a lifetime of prayerful, intentional living to develop these skills. The good news is that we don't have to do it alone. We are empowered by the one who has called us to the task in the first place. The same one who simply spoke Mary's name in the garden is willing to join us and equip us for the journey. Let's pray. God of mercy, teach us to see others the way that you see them. Help us to grow in our relationship with you and with each other, so that we might share your compassion and understanding with everyone we meet. We pray these things in the name of your Son, our Lord. Amen.